you, man. Oh, nothing much. <laughs> oh, nothing much. I don't know how to respond. Yeah, to I you don't either. That's why I don't like when you do it. Unless I say, okay, well, um, hey, man. All right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I've, have you ever heard of uh, the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum theft? The Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum theft. Yeah, we could refer to it as its shortened name, the Gardner Museum theft. <laughs> okay, because that is a mouthful. I thought you were going to be like the <laughs> the is- Bella is- the is- Bella Stewart <laughs> Gardner Museum theft. <laughs> Just take off the ISA. We could go by the shorter version name, the <laughs> Bella Stewie. <laughs> Every, the Bella Stewie Gardy Museum. <laughs> um, okay, so is it a museum about gardeners? It's Lowe's. Yes. It's Lowe's. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. Imagine walking into a Lowe's and the employees are like, "Welcome to our exhibit." And like, but they don't talk that loud, though. Like, no one in museums talks loud enough quiet. for you to understand a word they're saying, mm-hmm. there was which like, I don't understand. Like, Welcome to like, what do you think the paintings are going to be like? Ah, too loud! <laughs> it's too loud! Too loud in here! I can't be beautiful oh. with this much noise. <laughs> That's how I feel around my neighbors, though. When I'm suntanning outside, I suntan. You know, and I'm out there like I can't be beautiful with this much noise around. You know, everyone shut up so I can be pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Why do you gotta be quiet in museums? In libraries. People are at least reading. L- libraries make sense. People are reading. Museums. Museums. People are people just are looking. looking at stuff. Like. Yeah. It would make more sense if you had to try to <laughs> not be seen by anybody. Like you had to just creep around museums. <laughs> and if you got spotted, oh, hey, you shot on the spot, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the museum. Remember, if someone sees you, you die. <laughs> no, Tim. I was way too loud. <laughs> Welcome to the museum. <laughs> Remember, if somebody sees you, you, you die. die. <laughs> and you're like, I just heard like ten people say that. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> Quit looking around. <laughs> They're doing it right. Can you play the theme song, <laughs> but play it real quiet? <laughs> the Uber driver's like, sir, you can't duct tape your head in my car. Dude, <laughs> if I was Uber driving and somebody tried to get in my car looking like that, <laughs> as long as I'm here, it's mine. I want my cut of the crime. Gave all these toddlers, but sure they have a lot of energy hitting everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the <laughs> Bella Stewie Gardner Museum theft. Yes. Uh, so this is where is the, is the Gardner Museum? Yeah. Okay. Um, Isabella Stewart. Isabella is the, is Stewart the Gardner Museum. That's the that's the museum. That's the whole. The okay, got it. Isabella got it, got it, got Stewart. Got it. Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum is a museum in Boston. Okay. Uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> sure. Uh, so this was a heist on. I thought you were going to say Boston Market. <laughs> It's a museum inside the Boston <laughs> market. Would you guys like any cornbread? <laughs> get behind that thing or you can get shot. <laughs> this is a weird museum. This is good so far. So five stars, it- except for my brother got shot. <laughs> if he could leave a review, <laughs> he'd he probably give it like he a one. would not give it five stars. <laughs> But he can't leave a review. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is uh, the largest art heist in modern history. This is an art museum, an art okay. heist. If you, yeah. What year um, did the heist happen? 1990. Um, it is 30 years on, still unsolved. Uh, okay. So uh, the arts stolen in this heist. Um, the pieces. Yeah. I mean, I know that you're uneducated, but that's fine. Yeah. So the arts stolen in this heist. At the time, were valued at two hundred million dollars in the nineties. Yeah, today um, detectives seven hundred twenty-five million. Detectives and art enthusiasts uh, say that they think they would estimate it be, to be worth around seven hundred million today. Hey, so I was you close. Were, hey, you were really close. Yeah, it's, I know art. <clears throat> you do. I own like several pieces. Name in art. Name in art. <laughs> Name in art. Name in art. Okay. 
I don't actually treat art that way. <laughs> you know, I let it tell me what its name is, and that's how I've accrued over one point three billion dollars in art pieces. Over one point three billion dollars in in an <laughs> pieces. You know. Uh, ask me if I can name an art. Can you name an art? Finger uh, painting. <laughs> uh, Arthur Reed. Yes, I hate you. Keep these whatever. What do you think? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so. What do you think? What do you? Okay. Anyways, I'm not wearing a watch. I keep feeling how <clears throat> naked my wrist is. But go ahead. Yeah, man. Put some clothes on. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just one of those things where my <laughs> arm feels super light. For you audio know? listeners, he says he feels naked because he's not wearing a watch. He's also I'm naked. also completely <laughs> naked. This is really hot in the office. I today. just feel so naked without just, my watch. <laughs> yeah, we can't post the video of this episode. You know, YouTube won't allow it. Okay, so the, this is a heist. Um, uh, and that's art. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, is <laughs> doing this. Do, our podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's here's a little bit of background. We got to lay a foundation. Sure, Isabel Stewart Gardner. She was a woman alive in the 1800s. She was an art enthusiast. I don't know why this is so hard for me to not laugh while saying this. It's because she she's was dead. An art <laughs> <laughs> and dead people make you giggle. <laughs> dead people are funny, man. Okay. <laughs> Not. <laughs> All right. So Izzy Stewart, <laughs> she is okay. She uh, she was a famous art collector in the 1800s, and she opened up an art museum in 1903 to and show off her art. Right? N- no, it was her collection. She no, was that's an, what I mean. Like show off her collection of art. Yeah, she doesn't do art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not an artist. She, She's she would an never art. go somewhere and say, "Let's do art." She would say, "She would go somewhere and say, thanks for doing art for me to see.'" Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Let's do <laughs> art. <laughs> That's a callback, and that was a good one. Uh, so uh, she opened up this museum in 1903 of mm-hmm. this curated collection she had spent her whole life curating, um, and then she died uh, a little while after that. Yeah, and she left 3.9 million dollars or 3.6 million dollars in that that day. To curate and continue to operate her her museum, which yeah. ran out of what was her home, and so this is like a historic building in Boston. Um, but again, had- I <laughs> wish that I was rich enough that my apartment would be. What if I had one point three billion dollars of art in my apartment, <laughs> in my <laughs> Kansas City two bedroom, <laughs> not the best apartment? You know. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, how much is like the Mona Lisa worth? A lot. Well, yeah, but I'm wondering like, what's the dollar amount on it right now. Let's see, Mona Lisa value 2022. Could somebody buy it? <clears throat> in theory, I mean, I don't think the you know who owns it. Who owns? So, uh, current estimate is fifty three million. That's three point seven million dollars. I would imagine it's worth more than that, but I mean, like, who owns but it? Let's say that in, in 1962, it was assessed at 100 million. So, and so this is uh, conflicting. The who current assessments conflict. owns the painting. Who owns Leonardo da Vinci's? Who owns Mona Lisa? He didn't laugh, but that was a good one. Yeah, I don't recognize this guy. I'm gonna put his picture on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to see. Okay, we can move on. So, but okay, but stop. <laughs> he actually owns the NFT version. That's what I was trying to. I was going to make a joke about Da Vinci's NFT. <laughs> I think the Louvre owns it. Okay. Yeah, it was acquired by King Francis who he died in, you know, like 300 years ago. Um, and now the French Republic owns it, which is kind of dumb. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like there are certain pieces that 
are like that's got to be owned by a government. Yeah, you know, French Republic debt. I'm just curious if they could get out of debt by selling models. <laughs> Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. <laughs> what can I help you with? Uh, we're trying to get out of a little bit of debt situation. Um, currently, we're <laughs> $103 million in debt. Um, oh, but they don't sound like that. Uh, we're trying to get out of a little bit of debt situation and currently $103 million in debt. Uh, but uh, we have the Mona Lisa. Well, I think you should sell that Mona Lisa. Uh, yeah, that's part of baby step number one. <laughs> that's actually baby step three. <laughs> I did not notice till the very end what that bit was. I just thought you didn't get it at better than I deserve. Yeah, I just assumed they were calling some dude from the U.S. <laughs> Somebody from the U.S. Yeah, to just, be like, we are wondering about some financial <laughs> advice, and you were like, "All right, he's just gonna do some dude from the U.S." I got a call from the French Republic <laughs> last week and they asked me how to they do were taxes. Like, Would you like to buy our Mona Lisa? <laughs> Dude, they're trying to sell it through cold calls right now. <laughs> they're like, hey, we have this half slingshot. Would you like to purchase it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Too many callbacks. Okay. All right. So this museum. Yeah. She set it up and she, she left, she left enough endowment. money to run it to run it, but there was some strict stipulations. It was one, no renovations of the building. Keep it the same. It's my house. Don't change it. Okay. Two, <laughs> two, don't buy art. Don't sell art. Don't move art. Leave everything exactly how it is. <clears throat> if any, if you don't follow any of my rules, I'll I will haunt, haunt you, you forever. forever and exactly. eternity. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like what? She can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll take the money away wow. and I'll take your soul. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So yeah, so it's pretty strict stipulations on. So she's definitely haunting whoever <clears throat> stole this stuff. We'll get there. <laughs> so in the eighties, this museum had been operating for eighty years. It was running out of money. Um, well, yeah. So they've got three point six million dollars that they've just kind of had on operating expenses. I don't know where their finances were at at the time, but they upgraded their security system. And so what they said was. <clears throat> They installed a bunch of cameras to the outside okay. of of the facility and some motion sensors on the inside, and then created like a police switch where they could call the police when at the touch of a button, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of like McDonald's. Um, but uh, in '88, after they had installed all this stuff, um, the they had like an independent security reviewer show up as like a consultant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hit me. Okay, uh, and so he he came and he said, "Your security is really bad." Uh, it was it First was all, a show. Button doesn't work. Look. It was that discovery. <laughs> it's the Staples Easy Button. <laughs> it's like whoever sold this to you scammed you. Yeah, and like yeah, it was this company called Staples. <laughs> you got scammed. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was that Discovery Channel show. It takes a thief. Remember that show? <clears throat> Oh, and they try to break in as people's. Yeah, play? they they yeah. do break in. They steal all your stuff, and then they give it back, and then they set up your house of security. But they don't fix your broken doors. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, it was basically that, but without the show part. So it was just kind of like this is uncomfortable. Oh, um, so this guy broke into the museum and told them all the stuff that they did wrong. Um, and he had a couple big notes. He said yeah. one. He said you've got all these cameras outside. Big notes. <laughs> you got all these cameras outside. No cameras on the inside. Yeah. He's like, so if I can get inside, I'm pretty much home free. Sure. Until I gotta leave. <laughs> Until I have to walk out with all this art. <laughs> this art. <laughs> I mean, inside. Inside, I could do, I could do whatever, whatever I, want. I want with the yeah, art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but outside. outside <laughs> yeah. You, you just need to get cameras inside. Is what he said. I'm gonna tell you what though. If that guy hadn't carried it all out the front door, we wouldn't even. He wouldn't have got caught, you know. <laughs> if he would have held on to it, <laughs> if he would have lived the rest of his days, if he inside would have the left museum. it all inside. If, if he, he would have died at museum the rest of his life. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
He's just walking around the museum every night. <laughs> like, sir, do you work here? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't see me on the camera, so I guess what you could call what I do work. <laughs> yeah, it is a labor of love. You see all this? It's mine. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> like, what? Okay. I stole all the art in here. No, you didn't. It's still here. <laughs> yeah, but I stole it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still here. <laughs> as long as I'm here, it's mine. Okay. Now quiet down or you're going to get shot. <laughs> as long as I'm here, it's mine. <laughs> Keep your voice down. <laughs> this is so stupid. So, uh, <laughs> so, and then he said, he said, okay, you got no cameras on the inside, only on the outside. Get some cameras on the inside. Yeah. Then he said, here's another big problem. Um, there's only one place in the whole facility where you've got a police button. You need to have these police buttons all over the place. Because what happens if your security guard isn't in the security booth to push the police button? And he needs to push the police button. <laughs> so he was like, get some more what, police what if he needs to push the police button? And he's not near it. <laughs> so get some more police buttons. Uh, and then and then he said, okay, uh, also, a lot of other uh, art museums at the day, or just museums in general at the day, they had this policy which Where seems one hour every night they turn all the cameras off <laughs> and all the police buttons off and they just let it be. Let's see what happens. They, they said, all, what if you do that? They all do this. <laughs> every museum does this. Three Trust o'clock me, sharp. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> So this guy tells him uh, what, what all these other museums do is every hour overnight. Mm-hmm. The security at museums will call the police and say, "Hey, we're okay." And then every hour they do every that? hour, dude. I would hate to be the nine one one operator near a museum. You're like, "Hey, nine one one, what's your emergency?" Oh, this is just the museum. There's no emergency here. Nine one one, what is your emergency? Uh, hey, this is just the museum. Just calling to say everything's good. How are you? Okay, can you please keep your voice down? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, this is the museum. Just call it to say everything's good. Great. How are, uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks. Sorry. Listen, I told you we can only. I just need an update on how the museum's going. We can't keep doing this. Okay, but I just. I, I like broke things off two weeks ago. You have to quit calling. Yeah, but I have to. I call. know it's, it's part policy. of your job, but we can call. You can tell me how things are, and then we have to hang up. I don't understand why we can't be friends. <laughs> I just want to see you again. You know the rules. <laughs> We're not allowed to see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Click. I don't know. Hey. I like the idea of them because they got to talk every hour. There's got to be romance. Oh, 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 oh. oh, sorry. Um, are you nine one one operator now? I'm the, I'm the security guard. You're okay, still the nine one one operator. Um. Um, nine one one. Why do you? Why do you? You've had a relationship. You're broken up, and you refer to them as nine one one. You gotta keep it appropriate. Nine one one. I would just. I would really appreciate it if next time I whispered. You, you whisper, whisper back. That <laughs> wasn't worth it. Okay, so uh, he said he's unless a, her name is Alexa, <laughs> unless the nine one one operator's name is Alexa. All right. So, uh, so they, he's like, he's, he's, he's saying you should call cops every hour on yeah, the hour. Yeah, he said you guys should do that because then if they didn't call in the hour, then the police then the would police already know, know something's up. Let's okay. go check it out. Um, is that a real thing museums do? I don't know if they do that anymore. I'm sure by now there's some technology that just does it for them. Um, there's a rope. There's a Roomba that calls every hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about that. That's interesting. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So he recommended that they do that as well. Um, and then he said he's also another thing that a lot of uh, museums do is they've installed turrets all in every room. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he's, he gave all this advice. Yeah. Told them all this stuff that they should do. Sure. And they just said, yeah, no. Nah. They said that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. They said that's that's a lot of money. We've got the cameras outside. <laughs> Here's what they said. They said they said one, uh, that's a lot of money, and we only have three point six million dollars. Two, <laughs> they said, uh, 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 Isabel, she told us not to do any renovations. 
and she's pretty scary. So no. So they just didn't. So they said no to everything. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you like this podcast, you want more of it, please leave a review. That's super helpful to let others know who are searching for a podcast. And if you're new around here, we've been doing this for several years and there's plenty of episodes to check out. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Agent Garbo. It was a guy who went to the government uh, during World War II and was like, hey, let me be a double agent. And they were like, no. And then he was like, well, I'm gonna. And so uh, he kind of went off on his own, did the thing. And it's also got some crazy details about World War II, about how the US used inflatable tanks to trick Germany, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but if you want to go check that out, you can. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. <laughs> and look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, it's that time of year again, which means every night you wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold, and so you get a bunch of blankets, and then you wake up a couple hours later, and you're burning up. So you take all the blankets off and repeat the cycle all night long. Well, I got good news for you. Miracle Made has the solution. Miracle Made has silver-infused fabrics that are inspired by NASA that makes the sheets thermoregulated, and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So if you need to be cooler, it helps keep you cooler. If you need to be warmer, it helps keep you warmer. And it's that same silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, which means these sheets stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than traditional bed sheets. So no more gross odors. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. They didn't do anything. Uh, they just left it how it was and they said, hey, thanks for the review. See ya. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so that guy left, and uh, two years later, that's like families who go to counseling, and they're like, "Yeah, we do have a lot of problems." Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, like, hey, here's some solutions bad. you guys just start to implement. Yeah, was, uh, 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 that's okay. It's that's just okay. good to be aware. No, no, no. Yeah, we just really want to know what's happening, yeah, yeah, and then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And that way, when we're on the front new front yard in the news, we can be like, yep, yep. you know. We always well, knew. We know why. We knew why she did we this. We know why. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we understood. We went to counseling. <laughs> we did our our due diligence, and so we know. Um. Anyways, uh, two years later, uh, March eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Okay. Uh, security guard Rick Abbott, aged twenty three, um, was. Also, they shouldn't let young people be security guards. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was actually another thing that this reviewer said. He said, "All your security you guards are too young." Well, no, he's. <laughs> You can't just let babies secure the building. There's no way they can't do anything, right? Gave all these toddlers, but sure they have a lot of energy hitting everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burglar or not, you know, that's why they thought they'd be good at the job. And it's like, well, you know, you need some discretion. Child labor laws were different <laughs> when Izzy Stu was alive, you know, 
but she left this stipulation or will that, that said, said we can't have babies it. have to secure the building <laughs> babies only <laughs> she had some weird thing where she always pronounced it baby lawn and she thought that a powerful nation in the oh. biblical times was baby lawn <laughs> you know incredible she wasn't um, smart <laughs> yeah 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 uh, anyways, uh, so the uh, <laughs> March twenty-three 18th, year old March eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Rick Abbott was uh, on security. And, He's still uh, alive. Yeah, yeah. and he, uh, he he after the fact, he told the news that he was not excited to work that day because um, he was hungover from uh, the night before, which was St. Patty's Day. St. Patrick's Day. I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so um, he was really upset that he had to work that day, um, the overnight shift. Uh, so he had the whole day to rest, but I don't know. Anyways, and so he came and worked hung the over. overnight shift. Like he came in the night of the 18th. Yeah. So he drank all the 17th. Yeah. Slept. Slept all day. Had all day of the 18th. And it was and like, like oh, so hungover. And you know what? That's what I get mad at when people are like kids these days. You know, it's like no, 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 no. Kids all days. <laughs> kids any day. Kids at any time. Yeah. Have never wanted to do a job. <laughs> So he ch- he clocks in for his security ing, um, yeah, and he is he's a, a the nighttime security guard with a new nighttime security guard. He had this guard had security there before, but just <laughs> not at night. <laughs> this was his first night shift. His sure. name was Randy Hestand. Uh, he's age twenty five. Okay. Um, oh, I was I was saying this a second ago, but the, the the reviewer one of the things he said was, "Hey, we need." you need to pay your security guards more so that way you could attract better security guards because they were paying just a touch over minimum wage. Yeah, they said if you pay your security guards a little better, you get security guards that are good better um, and these like, guys don't know how to use a taser. <laughs> they're like that's bad advice. Don't bring up that up to me right now. Did you know we hit a hundred patrons on uh, patreon and uh, that means I'm going to pay a minimum wage 23 year old to tase him. <laughs> Jared's and it's a- not gonna be good. <laughs> now it's not gonna be good. <laughs> but you're gonna get tased. <laughs> Jared's been hanging around the mall and been like, "Hey, want to make seven fifty seven? Just at the Independence Mall too, dude. So hanging around, lurking around, just behind Forever Twenty One. Just like, hey, you want to make uh, seven dollars and fifty seven cents? <laughs> no. Not It'll only all. be an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to dr- you have to commute <laughs> to our office. Uh, you also have to provide a four hundred dollar taser, and then just tase a guy. Yeah, what I've been doing to Tim all week is I've been sending him Amazon <laughs> tasers. They're pretty good. Yeah, if you don't know, if you just started listening recently, um, about. I don't know what like three seasons ago before my brain was fully developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. made this plan. We made this joke. This joke that I would get tased if we had a hundred patrons. At Which, the time, at the we time, were like we, what, that eleven. We would <laughs> at the time there was never a possibility of hitting a hundred. Yeah, we just didn't think we were ever going to get there. Yeah, and I don't know if you can hear in the background of this episode, but we're currently building a vault <laughs> um, <laughs> to store my art and, and also tase to tase him. <laughs> we're gonna tase me, and then they're gonna lock me in the vault. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm really excited about that. Um, getting tased. So, and we're going to hire these people <laughs> to do it. Yeah. So the the reviewer said, "Pay more. Pay pay your security guards more because your security guards are bad." And then did he said why they were bad. Like they just didn't catch him or what? Well, he didn't go rob the place. Oh, okay, okay. That was okay. a joke. <laughs> but oh, he, thought, okay, <laughs> he 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 said that your security guards are. Minimum wage security guards. You pay more, you're going to get higher, more qualified security guards. Maybe sure. someone who was like a Navy SEAL or something, and they're like, now I'm going <laughs> to do security. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, somebody who's just passionate about protecting <laughs> art. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so, anyways. But instead, they got a guy who shows up the day after St. Patty's. Uh, almost 24 hours after partying on St. Patty's and is it's complaining like about complaining of a hangover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's like, I can't believe they make me work during the month of St. Patrick. <laughs> it's my birthday month. <laughs> That's a big brother reference. You if you want to so Rick Abbott, his his behavior this night was a little odd. Okay. Um, so was who, which one of us is, is which one of us is the suspect here, Richard or uh, Randy? 
Are we uh, saying Richard uh, is a suspect? Th- there's no suspects yet. This, I'm, oh, okay. this you're, is a you're preamble still to the, the heist. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, uh, so Rick we is, haven't even got to the heist yet? This Golly, is the heist. We're, we're, this is the heist. I'm it's sorry for people right listening. <laughs> uh, so Rick is, is on This security. is the heist of he's, the episode. He's hungover. <laughs> he's hungover. Uh, he doesn't want to be here, yeah. but he's doing a security thing. And so the policy was one guard stayed in the card's room. Um, while the other guard did the rounds. And okay. So that way, because of the way the security system set up, someone always was able to push the button if yeah. they had to. And then they had walkie talkies. I've played heist video games so they before. Would talk I know, on I know they walk their little route. Yeah. So he's walking his route with his with his flashlight, uh, and something strange happens while he's on his route. Um, a bunch of their fire alarms start going off in different rooms. Um, and Just so. Me, 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 me. He's like, is that? Is that a fire alarm? <laughs> Is that a fire alarm? Perfect. I can call 911. It's been a while. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> he pulls it. He pulls the fire alarm just so he can just call. Just so he can call. I missed you. <laughs> no, okay, so he's doing his rounds and he's going in these rooms where the alarms are going off. And he's like, he's like, I can't find any fire. And he's like, I can't smell any smoke. And so he keeps going in all these rooms. He's like, must be a malfunction. So he goes back to the guards' booth. And he turns off the alarms and says there's nothing to it. Continues his rounds. And Richard's still in the guard booth. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So Rick. So he goes back. Randy's still in the guard booth. Rick oh, sorry. Is, Rick is doing Rick the is rounds. Doing the round. So Rick. Rick goes back and Randy is still there. And yeah. Randy's like, what's Garden. going on? And Rick is like, it's but fine. He's like, the fire alarms are going off, but it's there's no fire. So it's okay. Sure. And so he turns it off. He's probably smoking in the rooms. Is probably what happened. Honestly, maybe uh, most likely sure. this is the 90s. Uh, so um, so he c- continues his round. He's you know, doing his rounds. Um, motion sensors are catching him going in just about every room as you would they have expect. motion sensors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so they, they're catching him going just about every room as you would expect because he's on his rounds. Uh, and then at one point during his rounds without notifying his partner, um, he just goes to one of the back doors and opens and shuts it a couple times uh, and then just continues his rounds, which is something that he didn't do in other rounds. Well, it's something that he claims he did but it doesn't seem like he normally did it. So anyways, that's an important thing. Just put in that. Remember that he did that might be suspicious might be might be suspicious Colin. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, there was a hatchback out front for about an hour that a bunch of other people noticed as they were leaving a party that night like a Subaru. Yeah, yeah, it's a Subaru a, outback just of you okay? just parked parked out front and sitting in the front seats were two police officers <laughs> really Yes, and a bunch of people just assume hey, look, those police just got off their shift or something and they're in their Subaru <laughs> just hanging out. Just chilling outside the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum. And so the, these police officers hung out in this Subaru outback for about an hour. What are you doing back there? And they're like, <coughs> <laughs> nothing. Everything's fine. Nothing. Everything's like, well, fine. I don't know what you're doing over there, but that's okay. Uh, eventually, they got out of their hatchback. Okay. Walked up. We've got this on camera, right? Because it's outside. Yeah. They walked up to the, the front door. They buzzed in and they said, hey, we got calls of a disturbance in the area. Can we come in and check it out? And well, yeah. at this point, we got calls of disturbance in the area, and it's lucky that we've been sitting outside for three hours. <laughs> we just happened to be here. We just were in the area. Could you let us in? Yeah. And so, Randall, <laughs> Randy, at, the, at this point, Randy's now on his rounds. Rick is in the guard booth. Okay. And Rick says, okay, which was not their policy. Normally, right. if police officers would show up, they would call. And like, the these police, police look a little different, too. <laughs> their, their pants are really short, like they're wearing short, short. <laughs> Police outfits, really tight. Tops. We got a call of a disturbance. We got a call of a, you know, some activity over here. Hey, we got sent here by nine one one, and Rick's like nine one one. Oh, <laughs> she sent you? <laughs> yeah, she did. All right. Well, I guess we'll let you in. <laughs> Just like clearly not, not police officers. Uh, I'm just picturing like the rom com where the dude falls in love with the 911 operator. Oh, I love this. Bit. Yeah, we did a bit about the phone gal. Oh yeah, that's that's a good. Okay, anyway, uh, so Rick lets him in, which was not their policy. Normally, their policy was call the police and be like, "Hey, there's some police here. There's are some- they police or are they police?" And then and then, then they would make a decision. Yeah. 
Um, but he was just like, come on in. Uh, and so then they come in and they're talking to him through the little guard booth window, right? Okay. And Rick in his report uh, was talking about it and said uh, one of them was a shorter man. One of them was a taller man. The taller man had a mustache that seemed pretty fake. Um, Did he say that? Yeah. In the in- That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just wearing fake mustaches <laughs> and like the, you just chip your tooth in the microphone. <laughs> Pull that way too close. Dude, to me. this is chaos today. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they're just wearing party city police uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, and they're like, hey, we're the cops. Yeah. They're like, they're like, is it cool if we look around at the disturbance? And he's like, yeah, he's sure. Like, whatever. I, I'm yeah. coming over. And so. And then they're sitting there, and one of the cops, he says, one of the cops just kind of looked at me weird for a second. And then it was like, hey, can you come out here? And he was like, okay. And so he walks out and he's like, you look a lot like a guy that we've got a warrant out for. And he's like, turn around and he makes him turn around and he handcuffs him. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> earlier, I used what I'm worried about. If we hire a minimum wage security guard to tase you <laughs> is that you would just be able to talk your way out of it. Hey, you what like kind of idiot who is the security guard would be like, yeah. 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 And then like, yeah, I guess yeah, you have right. to, you you're have right. to cuff. I do look like you don't have any cuffs. I've got some, I've got some here. Well, you know, I, I guess I do, I do look, look I like, do look I do like, look like that guy. I yeah. do look, it might've been me last night. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm still hung over. Yeah. 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 What? Uh, when the police first showed up, he called Randy and was like, Hey, the police are here. You should come back. And so as Rick is getting handcuffed, Randy comes up. And they're like, hey, turn around. And they're like, turn around. We got to cuff you too. You, did they really? And he's like, he's like, oh, okay. And he like starts putting his hand behind the back. They're cuffing no. him. And he says, he says to them, he says, he says, am I under arrest too? And the police officer was like, no, you're being robbed, and, which is the most, the freaking coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and the other guy was like, no, you're just stupid. <laughs> So what? So they then uh, shoot, dude. What? You're short and I'm tall. <laughs> Do we match the description? We were born four years after this, but who knows? <laughs> could just be an alibi. We could be older than we. <laughs> My alibi is that I was born, born four, four years, years later. later. <laughs> Oh, officer, it couldn't be me. I was born too late. <laughs> no, you weren't. Reborn. <laughs> Reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check my baptism certificate. <laughs> Everything behind that is covered by the blood. Dude, I'm telling you, there was a kid in my youth group uh, who at a church camp was like cussing up a storm and like he was he was kind of like a I don't he wasn't the bully. He was definitely a kid who was getting bullied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and I was one of the leaders. I tried to do my best or whatever, but like to bully him. Um like I, didn't <laughs> I was trying to do my best to really egg it on, you know, really yeah, yeah. build up some confidence Just, yeah. in the bullies and yeah. uh, you know, build up some resilience in him. No, no, no. But he straight up was like, you know, cussing a lot, saying just horribly inappropriate things. Yeah. And then later that night after the evening service yeah. got onto somebody and was like, Hey, don't talk like that. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> earlier today, you said something way worse, way worse than, than that. that. And he literally went, yeah, but I got saved tonight. And I was like, can't argue all with right. that. <laughs> I was like, all right. Sorry, like, officer. That was the old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Am I, am I saved? No, you're being robbed. <laughs> So they 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 duct tape their heads uh, together. <laughs> yeah, they're these twins. Why are you doing this? You already handcuffed us. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking though. What do you mean they duct tape their heads? They Why? duct tape their whole eyes and their mouths and stuff so they couldn't talk. Oh jeez. And see or see. And then uh, what's interesting is they escorted them to the basement. Like you don't have to do this. We're not allowed to talk in the <laughs> museum anyway. Yeah, we have to be so. They escorted them to the basement. They escorted them to the basement. What's interesting? An interesting tidbit is they didn't ask for directions. They went directly to the basement. Um, so these people took them to the basement, handcuffed them to some pipes, and 
when they were found, this is how they found them. So they actually like, oh, that's terrible. The way they taped their face is awful. That's um, scary and totally unnecessary. Like they've got like a strip over their eyes and their mouth, but then they've just like wrapped it around his head like a few times. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is what he was wearing waist- as a security <laughs> guard, though. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> like, first of all, this is a terrifying picture. I also love that the matches are right but there. Those open. are like they corduroy pants. I'm saying if I show up to a museum and the security guard is wearing red corduroy <laughs> pants, I would be like, we don't even need to handcuff them. Yeah, yeah. Like, just let them continue guarding. Let them continue guarding. <laughs> you know, and just tell them we're, you know, my, you might as well tell them we're the grandsons of Izzy Stew. <laughs> and she wants us to come take some art. She, oh, yeah, she just called and said, I need to come. T-. They don't even know who she is, they don't know she's gone. <laughs> Of course, this guy. I don't. This is victim blaming, but of course he got robbed. You know, he didn't get robbed. He that is just, terrifying, though, because they're in the dark. Like they're just sitting in the dark. Yeah, they said they were stuck down there, which sucks. Um, so yeah, bummer for them. Um, and they couldn't talk to each other. Yeah, they were just tied up. Dang. Um, and so, uh, what's very interesting is for thirteen minutes the uh, security system, like the motion sensors, didn't pick up any motion in the building. Uh, and so what the police think is they were waiting to see if the police got called um, to see if they like so they the button. stood still for 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they all just sat there in the basement completely still. <laughs> all right, yeah. I think we're I think we're I clear. Think we're good. You guys didn't call the police, did you? Can't talk. How are you going to answer? Their heads, their heads are <laughs> duct taped together. They're, they're trying to they're signal no baby. with their head. <laughs> Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. If you like our show, make sure you follow us on social at Tillin Podcast or subscribe anywhere where you're listening to right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And if you want more, uh, we do have a Patreon you can support us on. Uh, In there, you get all sorts of perks like ad-free episodes, early access to our content, and even a Discord with our hosts and producers. Uh, So we'd love for you to check that out. All you got to do is text Tillin to 66866. That's Tillin to 66866. But thanks again for checking us out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, today I'm having one of those days where I'm just about at the end of the day and I'm thinking, man, I wish I had more time. Have you ever had a day like that where you're like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day? But that got me thinking, what would I do if I had more hours in the day? And the reality is most of us would probably fill it up with the same stuff and at the end say, man, I wish I had more hours in the day. The reality is, if you're not making time for the things that you want to make time for, there's other stuff that's going to squeeze its way in, and you're going to find yourself wishing you were spending time on other stuff anyways. That's where therapy can be helpful. Uh, Having someone you can talk to to say, hey, what are my priorities in my life, and how do I make those priorities in my life, and someone who can hold you accountable to keeping those priorities priorities. I know my counselor and I have been on a journey for a few years now, and it's been so helpful to have someone to talk and sort through life with. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I say this a lot, but I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's 100% online. It's designed from the top to bottom to be convenient. Uh, And you can fit literally any schedule. Speaking of schedules, BetterHelp fits literally any schedule. So it's super valuable for people like me who have a hard time fitting things into their schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So then after 13 minutes, the first room picked up motion um, and then they went room to room and what they did is they took the the frame off the wall, which set off an alarm, but that alarm, all the alarm did was set off an alarm that the security guard would then yeah, go say, handle. oh, hey, it sounds like something's happening. And they were both in the basement like, something's going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea for all it did was make a sound. So then the security guard would push the button to call the police. Yep. But they knew, the, they knew the button was only in that room. Yep. So when that alarm went off. The robbers did? Yeah. So when that alarm went off, they knew no one was going to call the cops. They just smashed the alarm and then just kept working. 
And so for 81 minutes, they went room to room, took frames off the wall. And we have a motion detector doing that. We have no camera footage. Correct. Yeah, no camera footage. But they went room to room, taking frames off the wall, smashing the alarms, and then cutting the painting out of the frame and rolling it up. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, after 81 minutes, they left, and you see them on camera in their little police uniforms walking out with all these rolled up paintings. And the what this is a really weird thing that they took uh hold on let me get the name of this right is there like an image of them walking out <clears throat> um i don't know actually um they took a french <laughs> imperial eagle finial um let me actually throw this up so you know what this is okay um, which is weird because this is used like literally zero value um, but it was in the museum because it was on a flag that Napoleon Dynamite owned. <laughs> Sorry, Bonaparte uh, owned, uh, and they sold this, but it had zero value. It's just one of those things that sticks on, on top, top of the yeah. flag. So it was like, <clears throat> hold on, let me see. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seventy-nine. Uh, Eleven paintings, that thing, and then like a candle, a Chinese candlestick. Um, 81 minutes to take 11 paintings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they walked outside, got in their hatchback, their Subaru outback. Was it, what, what kind of vehicle was it? It was a red hatchback. That's the oh, only we we've now. got. We don't have any images of that, though. <clears throat> Let me see. Uh, so this is a picture of uh, the security footage. So they actually had painting of the robbers of in the middle there. <laughs> They commissioned a really good painting. Shoot, dude. Look at that top corner. Tell me that's not my dad. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Oh, no. I would. I mean, I got to find a picture of my dad in the 90s, and you're going to be like, oh, crap. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, you see him walking out there, but you can't tell anything. Yeah. Um. It might as well be the ghost of <laughs> of Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, what paintings did they take? They took. Hold on, let me pull it back up. They took. What I mean, like, so you so you steal a a painting, but you can't sell it. Yeah, so they took a bunch of paintings that you've probably never heard of. Right. Um, there are one, two, three, uh, four Rembrandts. Oh. Uh, the most important one in there, though, is the Storm on the Sea of Galilee, which is the only oceanscape he had ever done. And it was a one of one, so that was really their most valuable steal on there. Wow! There's also a Manet, a couple Degas. Say Manet. Manet. M A N E T, not Monet. Okay. Um, and Vernier. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of just random arts. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this value was valued at two hundred million at the day. at the time. Not at the time, seven hundred million. What's strange is they left a lot of much more valuable pieces in the museum. Okay, that's so, what I was wondering. So they didn't know what they were taking. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have an, a concept of how much all this stuff was worth. They were just nabbing what they could and they left. Uh, they put the frames back on the walls and because of the stipulations from Isabella, they've just got them sitting there because they can't remodel. So they've just got these empty frames of the mop that is spooky. to this day. And so anything that was stolen is still the frames up on the wall and it's got this little placard on it telling you what it is, but it ain't there. Um, Spooky. So yeah, so the the police um, uh, the next morning, the next shift of security guards show up to do security um, and they buzz in and nobody answers. And so they're like, well, what? And so they the one of them had a key. So he keys in goes to the security booth and nobody's there. So then he calls the cops and he's like, it's the button. He's like, hey, 911. And she's like, not again. He's like, no, it's serious. No, seriously, I think something's happening. And so then they hang out outside because, you know, they're children and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so please show up. They find all these, em- these empty frames on the wall and then they find those the security guards in the basement. They had been there all night. Um, I think it was 851 in the morning when they found them um, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Did you get arrested? And he's, he's like, no, dude. We got, we got robbed. robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get arrested? Because <laughs> 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 they got tape over their mouths. Yeah, they can't talk. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple immediate 
persons of interest. Sure. Number one, Rick Abbott. His Obviously. behavior was very odd that night. Opening yeah. the door, clearly drunk. Why'd you um, tape yourself? Let the let the police in. Um, very odd behavior. Sure. Um, and very vocally hated his job. Was was the experienced security guard on the shift? The other guy was not, and so he was immediately like yeah. target number one of person who probably did this crime. Sure. Or at least was connected to it in some way. <clears throat> The police took him in to interview him, um, and uh, and he was like, <laughs> "It uh, might be a crop." Are you guys the, the real? Like, he's never gonna trust the police again. First of all, that's like, his question from now on. Am I being robbed? Am I being no, robbed? you're being arrested. No, yeah. Sorry, I just I have trauma. Sorry, <laughs> you're being <a> robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so the police bring him in for questioning and they interview him and they do the interrogation. They ask him all the questions. They go through all this stuff and they end up uh, ruling that he could not be a part of it and rule him out of the case Yeah, for the express reason of um, him and and Randy the other guy as well um, right were t- too incompetent to pull I was off say, not smart enough, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and I'm like no, there's no way. Yeah, so they got ruled out of this. Um, and so they said, well, that's what sucks about being smart. You know, yeah, people think you commit crimes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, you're smart enough to commit a major crime. Mm, <laughs> don't ever put that on me. <laughs> uh, the next big, big target for who this might be was a guy named Whitey Bulger. Okay. Um, who was he went by Whitey? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was his name or like a nickname. A nickname. Uh, actually, I can find out pretty quickly. Let's find out. Um, it honestly could be witty. No, it's Whitey. Uh, his name is James. Uh, went by yeah. Whitey. Um, yeah, that's a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was the uh, the leader of a crime syndicate in Boston known as the Winter Hill Gang. Um, oh, and they were like, it's most likely he's most likely connected to this because he does he does a he lot does of crime. crime. He does ton, tons of crime. He's out here criming. And so they took him in and they asked him for quite all these questions and he said, no, but you tell me when you know who did this because they owe me money. They did this in my turf like they owe me money. They owe me part of that. <laughs> and they're like, yes, Mr. Whitey. Imagine telling the police like, no, I didn't do it, but tell me when they find who did because uh, I want my cut. And you're like, what? I want my cut of the crime. Like, Why? You know who we are. Yeah, I know. Who you, you think I care? <laughs> I got a million robbers who look like you. Well, that was one of the that was one of the reasons why they That's were like bold <laughs> to tell the police. I want to know because they owe me money and then the police are like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. You can go now. Yeah, actually. <laughs> thank you for coming in today. <laughs> thank you. For and they pay him like what yeah. are you doing? They're like here's seven fifty seven. This is all I got seven seven dollars. <laughs> thank you for uh, so one of the reasons obviously he was like the leader of the big syndicate in the area, but there was a couple things that were interesting because one he had a lot of dirty cops and so they said yeah. that would make sense if he was able to get some cops to come do okay. the crime um, also uh, he had a uh, wouldn't that be weird to be on a police force that you're like I know some of these cops are dirty. Yeah, yeah, that would be like sketchy. That's difficult. Um, and so he was also connected. It's. I mean, it's hard enough to be a co-host of a podcast, <laughs> knowing that my co-host is compromised. You know. <laughs> Anyways, um, he was also connected to the IRA um, and the IRS, uh, but mostly the IRA. The Independent Regulators of Agriculture. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> I know it's Food and Drug Administration, guys. Okay, you didn't. Um, <laughs> no, I did. Whatever. Uh, the Irish Republican Army, uh, which apparently is like a sketchy organization. Yeah. Um, and so he had, he was connected to the IRA, uh, and the calling card of the IRA uh, was setting off fire alarms um, when there wasn't a fire, and so they would do that when they okay. committed crimes. But it's odd that the fire alarms went off before. Anyone else was in the building. Yeah, and so that would make you think that Rick has to be connected to, to the IRA, to the IRA, and to the event. If that were if true. that theory were to play out, yeah. sure. Yeah. 
But they did the interview. Uh, Whitey refused to take a lie detector test. He said, I'm not involved. I'm not going to take a lie detector test. Give me my money when you find it. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, yes, sir. Like, All right. And so they ruled him out of the case. Another, another suspect was Brian McDevitt. Okay. Um, uh, he was a suspect because um, he was a, uh, a Boston man who in Glen Falls, New York. <laughs> he was kind of he's a suspect because he's a Boston man. <laughs> he's kind of a Boston and you know how they are. Yeah. This happened in Boston. <laughs> Round up all the men. Round up all the Boston men. Men, we're not going to leave here until one of you tells us who did it. <laughs> tell me who did it or I'm covering the harbor of molasses. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, this guy, Brian McDevitt, yeah, uh, uh, nine years before this, okay, had attempted an art heist in Glen Falls, New York. Okay, and the heist has some similarities. So what he did is he dressed up as a FedEx driver. Oh, he carried handcuffs and duct tape, and he planned to steal a Rembrandt painting. That was his goal. His target was a Rembrandt. Um, he also loved flags. And so it would make sense that he would take the little pole at the top of the flag. That's a joke. <laughs> this right? is not a. This is what do you mean? Someone loves flags. I don't know. Everybody loves. Imagine stuff. that on your dating profile. You're swiping Tinder, and someone's like, "I love flags." <laughs> what, dude? Flag day, <laughs> dude. He gets so Best hyped day. about flag day. Why don't we have any songs hey, for guys, flag day? Are you just coming over on Friday? <laughs> like what? No, we didn't. You, you guys, you make plans <laughs> on flag day. <laughs> I'm not going to work on flag day. You guys, yeah, yeah. It should be. It's a I federal believe, holiday. I can't believe I'm even scheduled to work the day after flag day. I'm gonna be so hungover. It's like the beginning of June. He's out there just hand all these <laughs> flags from his gutter. What do you mean he's into flags? And they're like, yeah, well, he really likes flags. So he's probably a suspect. Probably a suspect. No, he just really likes flags. Okay. Um. <clears throat> And he fit the description of the larger robber. Like he looked similar to the larger robber in, in this actual in, in the case. Okay. Um, the only problem was with the Hyde collection uh, was the the collection he tried to rob in eighty one. Right. Uh, well, he <laughs> dressed up as a FedEx driver, did all the stuff, um, and Wait, he stole a FedEx truck. Okay. Went to go do it. <laughs> Got caught up making deliveries. <laughs> You know, pretty close. Got stuck in traffic, and by the time he showed up, the the museum was closed, and he couldn't get in. <laughs> Rats! <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say he took the FedEx truck. He was like, these people need their packages first, and yeah, then just started stuff. living out. <laughs> and he's been a FedEx driver ever since. Been a FedEx driver ever since. <laughs> It's like there's a guy. Did you see the news story of the guy who just drives a city bus who like just goes and steals buses and then just drives the route? <laughs> no, <laughs> or maybe it's trains. Does he do the train? Does he do it the train? I think it's the train. That's I saw funny, though. I saw a, a, an article. I thought it was the buses too. I'll have to look it up. It's something like that. There is a guy who took the <clears throat> took the train and then just you know took it to the stations. That's so funny. Um. So they interviewed this guy and they deemed that no, he didn't do this because um, he was stuck in traffic. Did he get night. in trouble for his eighty-one? Yeah, he went to jail for I think thirty months, um, just for stealing the FedEx car, though. Yeah, yeah, for stealing for it was like stealing a FedEx car and and conspiracy to commit. Oh, interesting. Theft. So they did or know like that. Like, what he just he was like, yeah, well, here's what I was trying to do. Yeah, they don't give him that. <laughs> the security guards were hanging out in their corduroys out front. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm here to rob you. And they're like, you mean arrest us? I'm like, dude, we're <laughs> we closed four hours ago. <laughs> and he's like, oh, bummer. Yeah, they weren't closed. That was just what they tell people. Yeah, that are trying to rob them. <laughs> yeah, their consultant told we're them here to, to rob that. you. Ah, we're closed. So yeah, so they ruled him out. The other uh, uh, big turning event was in '94. A letter shows up, yeah, to the museum. And it's like your suspects have been born. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to your leading suspect, <laughs> Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. They don't know each other yet. 
<laughs> but they did this crime. Well, one four day years they'll ago. get a time machine and they're. <laughs> Cut that out, Alex. Yeah, take that out. Don't implicate Just us. Just bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> one day they're going <laughs> to. Don't do that. One day they're going to get a time machine and bleep. <laughs> At least give a little bit of context. Uh, so, so this letter comes, and basically, this person was saying, "Hey, to um, who? Letter to the museum. Who? It was a letter oh. to the museum, and it was like, hey, <laughs> Isabel Gardner Museum. Uh, <laughs> they were like, hey, we know who who did the crime. We don't know them, but we've been talking to them. We're pen pals, and they're ready to send the art back for a small fee. But yeah, what they want is they want the reward that you're offering. At this point, they're offering a ten million dollar reward for anybody who can find the art because they're like, we miss our our art on our walls." And so they're like, well, they'll, they'll send that to you if you wire the money to this offshore account. Don't worry, they've got them in a climate controlled space in a country that doesn't have any laws. <laughs> it's, it's a non common law country, 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 non common law country. Okay. Uh, is what they said. They're like, they got it in a climate controlled safe. It's safe. Okay. Uh, but send the money to an offshore account and then write something. Uh, Write a, a note, a coded note in the Boston Globe on the May first edition of the Boston Globe, so we know it's you, and say, "Hey, we we're doing it." And then we'll send this to your door via FedEx. There's a great delivery driver, <laughs> 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 delivery guy we know, <laughs> and you can have your art back. And the FBI was like, "Send them back a letter, tell them we're doing it." And the FBI, so they did, and then they never heard from them again. Um, so they sent the money. Yeah. Well, I think the rehearsal got a little too real for him, and so then he just didn't show up anymore after that. <laughs> Did they send the money though? <clears throat> they didn't send the money, so they sent oh. the letter back to say, "Okay, we'll do it." And they actually printed the thing in the Boston Globe, I think. But then they never heard from the letter writer again. So, um, after that, the police were basically just like, "We're pretty sure it was someone from the Boston Mafia, but we don't know who." Okay. Um, in 2019. The FBI was like, we know who did it. No, um, but they said we're not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we know who did it, <laughs> dude. They're like the catty little mom at church who's like, oh, I, you know, I just have an unspoken prayer request. The FBI was like, we have an unspoken <laughs> suspect. They Don't came, ask me who. <clears throat> they came forward and said they knew knew who did it. Okay, but they said, but the suspects are dead. Both of the suspects are dead. And they said we don't want to reveal their names because we don't want to reveal our informant because we have ongoing investigations that they're still informing us about. Um, and we're still trying to find the art. The prevailing theory is that it was a Boston mob member um, who had uh, stolen these things, attempted to sell it multiple occasions, but they couldn't get it off their hands. Um, and there is a member of a Bob's, a son of a member of the Boston mob who said that they had. A false bottom in their shed, and under that false bottom, he said he never got to see what was in there. But he said, "What well, one day there was this flood, and it ruined whatever my dad had in the bottom of that, and he lost it." Um, and he says uh, his dad died in the mid two thousands. He went in there to see what was in there, and it was there was nothing in there. And so the prevailing theory is that that, that guy was involved. Flooded it, and those are gone. Yeah, and they're gone forever. And Isabella, the ghost, killed that guy's dad. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> you ruined my paintings. Well, and flooded the basement. Probably. <laughs> She's like, if I can't have it, no one can. Yeah, flood. Um, That's spooky. There's just empty frames at the. Yeah, and so yeah, they've just left the empty frames up there. Um, I am, at this point, honestly, very confident that uh, Rick had something to do with this. Yeah, I think he. I think he got lucky because he's dumb, and the police were just like, "Oh yeah, he didn't do anything." Yeah, he's too dumb. But I, I, I don't think he masterminded any of it. But I do think that the mob approached him and was like, "Hey, we'll give you like two hundred dollars and fifty-seven cents <laughs> if you just get arrested tonight." You want to make seven dollars and fifty-seven cents? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Open this door when the coast is clear a couple times, and then we'll come in and Did we'll you arrest say when you. When the coast is clear. <laughs> yeah, we know no, there's a ghost when in the coat. You know what? Sure. <laughs> no, when the coast is clear. What do I do when the ghost is clear? Because there's a ghost in there. <laughs> You're perfect for this. <laughs> You're exactly who we're looking for. Yeah, sweet. Calls his mom. Mom, I got a new job. <laughs> I don't even have to quit my current job. I just had to go tonight. <sighs> Man, do you have any like hangover tips? <laughs> <laughs> we're really struggling. 
Yeah, very hungover. Sorry, mom. Didn't mean to tell you that. He did find out though. If you <laughs> duct tape your whole face shut, <laughs> that cures your hangover pretty yeah, quick. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, now the every time anymore. he drinks, <laughs> every day he goes, he goes, gosh, I'm not feeling great today. <laughs> Gornargard. <laughs> Still at the club. <laughs> just was at the club. Duct taped. He's in the backseat of an Uber. Just <laughs> the Uber driver's like, sir, you can't duct tape your head in my car. <laughs> Dude, if I was Uber driving and somebody tried to get in my car looking like that. <laughs> Sorry, it cancel trip. <laughs> no. No. Can you imagine doing an Uber X and one of the other passengers in there? His whole head's just duct taped. It's like, sir, bro, why do you do that? Are you guys? How's my hangover? <laughs> and I'm <just> hungover. Okay. <laughs> All right. The other guy's just drinking antifreeze. <laughs> Look, I've heard. I heard if you drink alcohol, it fixes antifreeze. So I thought maybe backwards. Yeah. You know. Do you have any toothpicks for the sandwich? <laughs> Uh, wow. So that's the that's the. I think he's got it. Is he's he's still alive though? He's still alive. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be. I, gotta, I don't know. We got to interview sure. him. But yeah, he would be what if he was twenty three then? It's been thirty years, mid fifties. We got to try to interview him. <sighs> yeah, let's find him. Level with us, Rick. Yeah. One. Do you think are you a part of this? Do you think Two. he knows how to log in When's to the, the internet? <laughs> <laughs> he's dumb. I don't know how dumb. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, could be. He thinks every female nine one one operator is his girlfriend. <laughs> it's been a long time. I have no idea. I don't know who, who this are. is. Who is this? <laughs> who is this? <sighs> don't play that. Don't game. play games you with know. me. You know who it is. Okay, where's your emergency? <laughs> <laughs> my emergency is in my heart. I miss yeah. you. There's no fire, but there's a passion that's burning. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. It's Man. passion, your cat. Or am I being arrested right now? <laughs> no, you're being fiddled off. <laughs> Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker. And graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things Alone Last Night. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.